What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I am Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on Zip Podcast, we got a couple things in Adventures in Hunting, some new pops, some... What something are you doing? There's something in my eye. Well, you're, you're creeping me out. I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm so sorry. So we got, <laughs> so we got some new pops coming our way. We got some, some new Blu-rays. We got like a, a, quite a few, new ones. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and through the wall, we got some news on a, a couple Halloween sequels. First title I really really hate. Yep, Rose has some thoughts. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, then in this week's sneak peeks, we are going to talk about four trailers that we weren't able to get to last week. Uh, we got Cats. <laughs> we got The Hunt. We got Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. And then there was one that came out like a month ago, but I didn't know yeah, what didn't it was either. until last week. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that one, too. I think that opens actually this month. Does it? Yeah. Gosh, damn. We're a little late. Just a little bit. Maybe, uh, well, we'll see. And then that one is ready or not. And then Rose is going to update us on this week's box office and what's in the box. And then for our main event of the evening, we are going to break down The Lion King live action remake 2019. You got to make sure that you can separate them. Mm -hmm. Can't just say The Lion King anymore. Oh, you know what I almost forgot? What? We are using new music this episode. Yeah. So. Something special. Yeah. So the original music for our show came from YouTube. It was a copyright free music, but because we pride ourselves on craftsmanship, um, we wanted to take out anything that was made by someone else yeah. and change it so it was made by us. Yeah. We really just want to be all originality with on the All Bros. Hell yeah. So yeah, the so we're changing the new intro which you've already heard. We're going to change the new post intro music which you're about to hear when yeah. I've finished talking. So hurry up. <laughs> you know what? I'm asshole? kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and then we also got a new main event tune, which, and I've gotten this a couple times because people don't know the, the voices that you actually hear of that, or that you'll hear in that stuff. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Lost I, your I, wording there? I, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the, the words that you're going to hear or anything spoken in that is actually Rose and I doing a voice changing app. <laughs> yep. We should so, be voice artists. Right? We're in the wrong profession. We gotta be voiceover artist. I'm not quite sure we're that good okay. because it took us like seven shots. That's true. And we didn't even use the one that <laughs> that I did. I was trying to do so I was trying to throw okay, hold on. <laughs> so the first one is like the Ultron voice. Which is one that I did. Yep. That's the one from the original. Yeah, so we kept one. Yeah, so we kept that one. We kept or you did a stormtrooper. Yeah. 
and I feel it's the worst one out of the out of all of that song. <laughs> and then that one. what was the other one? Was it? Did we keep the jigsaw one? I think we did. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the jigsaw that one's also me. Yep. Yeah. At the end, and then I was going to do an Optimus Prime, but I could not get the voice. Yeah. Even with the, the voice change, because it even gives me like that, that yeah. bass in my voice, but I couldn't get like the way Peter Collins says. It's hard, even with a voice changer, I feel. Like he tried to roll out and then even tried all bros roll out. Just didn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> Puns. <laughs> so yeah, that's why that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all that's us. The music's all all from us. We or I have a program that like a music maker program and we use that and spent forever trying to figure out a tune. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Okay. Really quickly going back to, you know, like voiceover artists. Did I ever tell you when I was a kid, that was actually my dream job being a voiceover actor. No, really? So this is just like super random, but in uh, like my first year of middle school, I wanted uh, my dream was to be cast as Donatello in any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dude, that would be badass, <laughs> right? That was my dream was to be able to voice Donatello. Maybe someday, one day yep. for sure. I'll, I'll I'll work on my own animation. I'll make sure that I'm the voice of Donatello. You know what we should have done? What? We should have thrown in Herbert. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Oh, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, I know. Uh, Since Netflix. Especially, so- you know, hmm, let's play a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good hell. <laughs> that would have been so perfect. That would have been real freaking cool. Uh, well, if we ever decide to change it again. That yeah, will be we'll throw Herbert instead in. of Jigsaw. Will be Herbert <laughs> at the end. Yeah. So anyway, just in case anyone gets all pissy that we changed it, yeah. Just know that that's what we did. We went from stealing shit to making our own shit. Our own shit. Yeah. Yep. Since you said we stole shit, you got to say making our own shit. Okay. Okay. Cool. All cool. right. Sweet. All right. Anyway. Let's get to the show. All right, first off in Adventures in Hunting with Pop Figures, we got some new, got a couple new uh, lines that are coming out. We got Crash Bandicoot and more 80-year Marvel. Yes. And so Crash Bandicoot first up. I have not played Crash Bandicoot ever. Shit, because I haven't either. <laughs> so, really? uh, shit. What we? Well, are the names up there? <laughs> or uh, are we totally screwed? We okay. Let me let me pull up the names. Okay, I know who Crash is. <laughs> At least there's that. At least we know. I got one character. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what he's doing in this. Okay, so we got Crash in a whirlwind. Is he like pulling a Taz here? So he spins around. Oh, he does. Oh, pretty sure. Oh shit. Okay, my bad. How did I not play this game growing up? Yeah, you had a PlayStation. I know, right? And didn't like they do that whole thing when uh, Crash and Spyro like cross worlds? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I never played those either. Did you not play Spyro? No, I didn't play Spyro. Huh. 
I know. I didn't play Spyro either, but that's just because my first gaming system was a Game Boy Advance when I was like 12. And that's okay, because the Game Boy Advance was spectacular. Yes, it was. Uh, so after that, we got Tiny Tiger. That one looks actually pretty badass. Tiny. T- Tiny Tiger. It was on vibrate. <laughs> well, turn down your vibrate. <laughs> um, next up we got uh nitrous oxide. I like the name. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, let's see. And then they're coming out with a bunch of racing ones. I guess, but like most of them are like where you can just get them in a full pack. Um, so I don't know if I, they say the names. Oh, wait, these aren't even Pops. Oh, these are vinyl figures. I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, so these are vinyl figures. I'm sorry, these are not Pops. So it's like a a set of six of, like, classic Crash Bandicoot characters racing. So I only know, let's see, there's Crash. There's, um, uh, his main bad guy, I guess. Sure. Yeah, uh, got Nitrous Oxide. Um, uh, Girl Crash. Kind of color that girl crash. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Miss Mrs. Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. You should could, just come up with the come up with names for the ones you don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Tongue. That's what I, that's what I'm calling him. Wolf Tongue. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I don't know. Shock Bear. I'm not good with originality. That doesn't look like t- a name. Or that doesn't look like a bear. No. More like a wolf. Really? I personally would have gone with <laughs> Discount Wiley Coyote. See, you're better at this. And this one, I don't know what kind of creature this is. It looks like it could be a wolf. But I'm thinking Ted. 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 Okay, I like it. <laughs> it's simple yet original. Can I just say, because he has an N on his forehead, he's Nitrous Oxide's distant cousin? Sure. Okay. Cool. Professor Nitro? I'd, I'd be so mad if that was actually his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel people are going to be so mad at us for not knowing these Crash Bandicoot characters. I apologize in advance. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to eighty year, the eighty year Marvel pops, which will be going exclusively to Walgreens because, of course, uh, we got Spider Man with Doc Ock arms, and I need this pop in my life. That looks fantastic. Hell yes. And then isn't this Scarlet Spider? No, that uh, is. Oh shit. That's when he was part of the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, but that's it what it was. Future Foundation. Oh, Future yeah. Future Foundation that's a, Spider-Man. That's a badass pop. I love that costume. Don't they have that in the Spider- new Spider-Man game? I I think it's like, I think it's a DLC. Yeah. Because well, I know they have like the negative spider. Well, no, you are. Well, no, because it was added when they added this costume to there. The bombastic Bagman. I yeah. don't think that one was Future Foundations, though. Or was it? I don't know, because I remember... Uh, those two were added to the game the same time, because they they were like you didn't need to buy a DLC or anything. They're just like, oh, here you go. Okay, well, I still haven't played as Bombastic Bagman. What's wrong with you? I haven't played as a lot of these, the the new suits. Dude, because... I actually played as him, but I haven't played as that one yet. I know it's weird, right? Yeah. I just really wanted to play as him. 
I just love that. Yeah. So I yeah I haven't played as a uh, as any of the new suits. I think the newest update I got was the Sam Raimi Spider Man suit. Oh, okay. Other yeah. than that, everyone else is. Well, they're all waiting there for you. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to plug my PlayStation back in. I haven't plugged it in since the move. Wow. Whatever. Screw you. I'm ashamed of you. Ashamed. How dare you? Whatever. You're disgracing the PlayStation name. Good. <laughs> Xbox for life. <laughs> Hey, at least PlayStation is actually consistent. With what? PlayStation, PlayStation 2, 3, 4, and then there's going to be PlayStation 5, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. What's next? The Xbox 750? You don't know. (laughs) I do know, actually. (laughs) Whatever. If it is, I swear. It better not be. That's such a stupid name. The Xbox 750. Why is it called that? Because that's how much it's going to cost you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you're dumb. Wouldn't it be like really funny if that's what Xbox did? Like what their console would cost at launch is what they call it. That would actually be really funny. Uh, Like the Xbox Xbox 499. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Xbox One would have been called the Xbox 420. The 20 is including tax. <laughs> I would have been down. I, I would have been down just for the joke, and then I would hope that they would change it soon after, because I don't know how people would feel about 420. Yeah, well, they couldn't really copy what... Because they had the Xbox, and then PlayStation released the PlayStation, and then the PlayStation 2, not to... Or a little while after the original PlayStation, right? Yeah. So they couldn't just copy Xbox Two. I mean, they so could. they did Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. They could. I mean, that's like saying like when a movie has a like, to, like let's just say Toy Story Two. Yeah, well, when you're comp- it's, so it's different than with it's different with movies than it is with gaming stations. But it's still because it's still Xbox a and PlayStation have always been competitors. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of get like the Xbox 360 because it's just I had thoughts in my head and I just realized while I was talking that my logic wouldn't be sound. So I'm not going to say what I was going to. PlayStation for life. Whatever. Xbox for life. Get out of your house. This is my house. That's why I said get out of your house. Whatever. Forget you. Move on. Anyway, moving on to Blu-rays. Last week, uh, we had two movies come out. Uh, We weren't able to talk about them because the whole like SDCC bunch of news. Uh, But we had Longshot starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron Theron, uh, come out as well as Ugly Dolls. I really want to see Longshot, so I'll be running that. I could give two shits less about Ugly Dolls. Yeah, Ugly Dolls is is a ploy to make money off of toys. Yeah. I feel. It is. It very well could be a good, decent movie, but I'm not going to put forth the effort to go see that. Maybe if it was like on Netflix and I literally had nothing to do for two hours, I'd be like, okay, let's see how bad this is. 
But other than that, um, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I might watch it if, like, my cousins get the movie. Yeah. Other than that, probably not going to. Can you imagine if Bronson actually bought it? I would kill him. (laughs) You spent $15 on this thing? All right. And then this week, uh, we got a huge release coming out. We got uh, Detective Pikachu. Hell yes. I cannot wait for this movie. So we are getting the regular Blu-ray and 4K version. And then we're also getting a Best Buy exclusive 3D version, which I think is awesome. I'm glad that Best Buy is still doing 3D versions of movies. And then also to Best Buy, we will be getting a 4K exclusive Steelbook. So Sweet. I don't know if I want to buy the regular version there, the Steelbook yet. Yeah, that's going to be a tough call. I hate my life. Um, And then along with that week, we have Batman Hush coming out. I know absolutely nothing about this movie, but... I don't either. I know it's um, just another of the animated WB yeah. movies. Which, I mean, I've enjoyed every single one I've seen of those, so I'm sure I'd enjoy this movie as well. I really like the voice that they have for Batman. I do too. Oh, wait, no, that's not Kevin Conroy. No, it's not Kevin Conroy. I'm not sure who voices Batman in this, but I really like his voice like it kind of has like he pulls off like a bruce wayne really well that's good yeah and then his batman is like really like he has that stoic type of voice and it's like just deep and gruff and like kevin conroy's is a little it's deep but a little smoother yeah than his like he like this guy the one that voices this other batman has kind of like a a raspier voice. Okay. And I I really dig it for Batman. And then he kind of makes it go away when he's playing Bruce Wayne. And it's it's really interesting. Like you, you need to hear some of his voice. Yeah, I do. Voice. Okay. I got to check more of these movies out now. Uh and then the other release coming out is uh The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, probably never going to see this movie. Pussy. I'm just Whatever. <laughs> I'll Bitch. <laughs> I'll watch it just because I love horror movies. You have to tell me how it is because that's like a Mexican myth. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And it scares the living bejesus out of me. Yeah, but Linda Cardellini is in this movie. How do you not want to see this? Dude, I thought you were about to say Linda Carter and I was like, what? <laughs> Better. Linda Cardellini. Linda... What is she in? I'm not good with names, Rose. You know this. Uh, okay, so the two biggest I feel that she's known for is she played the live-action Velma in the two live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, good hell. <laughs> and then she's also Laura Barton. So yeah, she's Hawkeye's wife. Uh, points for Laura. Docking points for Velma. What? She did a good job as Velma. Dude, they hoard her up hard. Not real. In the second oh, okay. one, you want to try that again? <laughs> okay, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't really argue that. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> is she La Llorona? or who is she? No, she's like the mother of the kids that La Llorona goes after. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, you have to. She did get some good lines as Velma, like the part where Fred's like, "Okay, let's split up and look for clues." 
Daphne, you and I, she's like, typical. What? Oh, nothing. I was just always chosen last for the teams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good hell. I still enjoy those movies. I I know they're bad, but I still enjoy the hell out of them. Dude, is it like your whole like move like the movies you like all guilty pleasures? Okay, but yeah, but these are movies I I saw as a kid. That's why they're guilty. Ple- that's why they're guilty pleasures. Watching them now, like like watching like some of the, like the other live action Scooby Doo renditions they've had, like Daphne and Velma. <laughs> oh god, that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Yeah, someone did. Wow. Okay, moving on. Um, but so yeah, that's it for uh, Blu-ray releases. Sweet. All right, moving on to through the through the wall. I almost said through the news. <laughs> I thought you were actually um, going to say through the net. Through the net. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Through the wall. Through the wall news. We got a couple sequels for Halloween announced. Yeah, they finally announced them. So the wow. first one is called Halloween Kills. Kills. And the third sequel will be called, or wait, no, sorry, this is the fourth sequel because the Halloween 2018 is current. Well, no, this be the so. F- isn't this just yeah, going off of the first the Halloween sorry, the we third. got last year? Yeah. So in this, so sorry, this, so the last one will be the third sequel. So in this timeline, it's the original movie, the 2018 uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. So. Um, I, you know, I like the idea that, oh, you know, like the saga between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers isn't over yet. You know, I think it's cool that they're bringing Laurie Strode back and Michael Myers. Cause I don't know. I, I, I had some problems with 2018's Halloween, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it. And I want to see more from, um, David Green, I think is his name who directed, um, Halloween. Um, so I definitely want to see what else he can bring to the Halloween lore. I'm just n- not happy with the names of the sequels. At least this, this, the first one, Halloween Kills. Halloween Ends is a pretty badass title. I, I, I like that. That's grown on me, Halloween Ends. So what would you rename Halloween Kills? Halloween 2. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be confusing. <laughs> Anytime anyone's like, "Oh, like my favorite Halloween movie is Halloween 2. Which one?" Okay, so no, see this is what so this is what they should do. Okay, so there's Halloween, then there's Halloween, and then this one will be called Halloween 3. Let's just call this one Halloween 3, and then Halloween Ends will be called Halloween 4. There you go. And but they would What? Ju- <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, let's do it this way. Okay, so we got the original Halloween, right? Okay. Let's take the 2018 Halloween and call it Halloween 2, like I feel it should have been called all along. Okay. Call Halloween Kills Halloween 3, and then call Halloween Ends Halloween 4. Problem solved. That is still confusing as shit. The the whole Halloween timeline is confusing as shit. Yeah. Since they decided to do away with, um, well, because, okay, so in... That's so confusing. Because in the original... Okay, so in the original timeline, there's Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3 doesn't count because that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. And then there's Halloween 4, Halloween 5, and then Halloween 6, and then that's it for the first one. And then when Halloween H2O came out, they were like, oh, screw Halloween 4 and 5 and 6. We're just going to make it to where 
Halloween uh, 2 happened, and after Michael Myers got, you know, like, burned to a crisp, he literally, I don't know where he went, but he just went, like, fully missing, and then he finds Laurie Strode again, um, working at this, like, uh, this private school, and, you know, like, she's changed her name and everything, and she's, you know, he, like, goes after trying to kill her. So that's the second timeline. And then there's this timeline where it's just the original film and then Halloween 2018 where Michael was, after the first one ended and he shot off the balcony, he was just arrested and was in prison for 40 years. And the second one never happened because, you know, in that one, it he gets up and continues to wreak havoc on Halloween night. Um, but yeah, Whew, deep breath. <laughs> So Dude, much. Halloween is confusing as I, shit. I know it is. <laughs> I don't know if that helped at all, me explaining So it, it helped a little bit. Okay. I, I, It'd be something that I'd have to write down on paper to fully grasp, but it, it, you did a decent job. Okay, all right, I'm glad. Um, And then there's the remakes, and I don't like to talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, because I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, like I said, I... Like I'm excited. I love seeing Michael Myers back again. He's my favorite killer. I like. I I just. I always have a soft spot for Halloween movies. I always try to find at least something that I like, and I loved uh, James Jew Courtney. I believe that's his name who played Michael Myers in uh, the 2018 uh, Halloween. I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, he he was a fantastic michael myers um and i oh don't get me started on how great the mask was oh that mask dude that might like that might be the original mask for me i'm sorry that mask was just beautiful of how they aged it like that scene when he puts it on like after he gets it out of the trunk like and like he closes the trunk and you just see him like standing there and breathing i'm like oh my goodness michael myers is back (laughs) i got a little giddy I wish you guys could see Rose. He went full swoon. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I think I might like horror movies a little too much. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But who cares? Uh, we just like movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm excited for these. I cannot wait. I just hate <laughs> the next one's titled Halloween Kills. But I think it's cool that... Um, I think it's cool that they're releasing back to back. The next one comes out next year, and then the Halloween ends is uh, comes out in two thousand twenty one. I hope that them being filmed back to back doesn't affect the story at all. I don't feel it should. I mean, Infinity War and Endgame were yeah, filmed back to back, and that's, it worked it really well. That's I feel true. Like if they film it back to back, and it's supposed to be like how endgame was where it's supposed to be like right after infinity war ended yeah so if those two are supposed to be like if halloween ends is supposed to be a continuation right from where halloween kills leaves off i feel like it would also it would give the director like consistency that's true they better explain though how the hell he got out of that basement. Yeah, because that I was calling complete <laughs> bullshit that okay. he's still alive. Okay, but you got to man. I'm like, I know Michael Myers is human, but you can't kill the boogeyman. <laughs> that is that's what always has been said. You can't kill the boogeyman. Yeah, but they made it so he is killable. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like honestly, the I'm way afraid th- that they're gonna screw up his mask. 
a lot of people are saying that like because you know like he was being engulfed in flames, the mask is going to be like melted onto him, which wouldn't bother him. I'm That's just afraid true, that wouldn't. like a ton of the mask is going to be melted. Yeah, like it's going to be melted to his face. Yeah, can we not pull a uh, Halloween resurrection? Or it's going to be, or is like the hair is going to be all singed too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, I I forgot. Halloween Resurrection is included in the timeline where it's just Halloween, Halloween Two, Halloween H Two O, and then Halloween Resurrection. Sorry, if I, I don't think say. anyone's gonna follow this. <laughs> I'm trying to let you. I'm trying to get you to follow it. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm. Not, I. I wouldn't be a good teacher, would I? Not when it comes to Michael Myers, <laughs> which sucks. I should be a master at explaining this. Um, yeah, it should be, but. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. I yeah, I don't really want like the hair to be there. But be- he better not. It better not be like basically like a bald Michael Myers mask. That would be weird. Yeah, that could not work. Not in the slightest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited though. Still, I am too. I really enjoyed the 2018 Halloween, and I freaking I love the f- original. I mean, it's there's a ton of cheese in it. I love the movie. Me too. Love it to death. Um, so is that all you got with with that? <laughs> yeah, I think I've spoke my piece. Okay, cool. All right, moving on to this week's sneak peeks. The first trailer that we're going to talk about is Cats. And this is Whoa. interesting. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when you know, like it started playing, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And like when the main girl like turned around, like. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. So visual, like I've told you, visually speaking, if you pause it on any specific frame, it looks really good. Yeah. It's just unsettling. Yeah. If you pause it anywhere where they're not facing the camera, it looks impressive. Uh, But yeah, when they're like actually facing the camera... Ooh. I don't know why they just didn't go with prosthetics. I agree. Like that, I feel like that would have been a little bit better received. It's just you know it's CGI, and that's what's weird about. You're talking it. like Mike Myers cat in the hat prosthetics. That's what I'm thinking. Do you really want to be rem- reminded of that? I I feel it would have been better received. Like this, it, it's it's yeah, odd. but that wasn't well received at all. I know it wasn't, but I feel <laughs> like this would have been because it's a musical. Yeah, I feel like people would have let it go. Been like, this is just like a filmed production of Cats. Yeah, this, but I feel it's like, just they, like needed... they try to make them real cats, and that's weird. I feel like they kind of needed to do it this way because, like, if you do like the whole like, oh, you know, like we're just taking the production of cats and putting it on the big screen it's like well then why am i gonna go watch this at the cinema when i can just go see it on broadway it's the exact because same broadway's thing. freaking expensive and okay. the cinema isn't okay yeah but i th- you're still gonna get a better experience it's kind of like worth it seeing it on broadway if it's gonna be the exact same thing you're getting in the theater right but you can't us common folk can't go to broadway i wish i could that's like a dream of mine to go this... see a broadway show yeah i'm i want to too yeah but probably not cats. Even though I'm probably going to go see this movie. <laughs> I will too. <laughs> like, because the music that they played in it was really cool. Yeah. Like, I've never. It was. 
I've never heard the Cats musical. I'm not really into musicals, but I love epicness. I do, And I feel like Jennifer Hudson's song in this was just epic. It was awesome. I really liked it. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like this is a movie that I'm going to have to go see blindfolded. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just... I hope it's something that I, I get used to, but it's because it's unsettling, like yeah, I said. Yeah. But it looks, it looks like it would be really cool to see. Yeah, this thing, like, I still really want to see this, but it's just ah, the special effects are killing it for me. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by this movie, but just yeah, the whole like face thing is just yeah, it's killing it for me. Like I told Caleb, like one of the main reasons why I want to see this movie is because of James Corden. I'll literally watch anything with that man in it. I think he's hilarious. Even though he's he doesn't make great decisions on the movies that he's in. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I'm trying to think of like a horrible movie that he was in. Emoji movie. Oh yeah, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Thank you for putting that piece of shit back into my head. <laughs> Appreciate it. Like there's there's been a few. He does like I love James Corden, but he does not make good movie appearance decisions. <laughs> Even though I haven't seen him in, in Yesterday yet, so he's in that one. He is? Yeah, he interviews the, the main character. Oh, okay. He's a really good talk show host. He has a really good late night Dude, show. Dude, his show is so much fun. Yeah, I right? love his show. It's just his movies. <laughs> He was good in Into the Woods. Okay, I'll give you that one. Anything that he sings in, he's really good. Oh, yeah, because the man can It's just when he's just acting that I'm like, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, the next movie we got is The Hunt. I'm interested, but not, like, super interested. Someone pointed out that uh, they felt this trailer, because the second trailer, like, gave the whole movie away. I'm like, shit. I don't know if I really got that from it. From the trailer that we watched? Yeah, they were saying that this didn't really give too much away. I mean, it just shows that they're going to be... I feel like there's going to be enough plot twists for us to not be able to feel where this movie's going yeah i was telling caleb uh i feel this would be uh when the new founding fathers were sworn into office um this would be them if they didn't have to kind of be be like sleek and like introduce the purge and say like oh it's for it's for you guys this is what you know you guys deserve and everything if they could just be like oh you know like we're allowed to kill uh low income people you know uh we're allowed to just you know like slaughter them so we don't have to worry about welfare this would be this would be the new founding fathers doing that they get to just hunt them yeah it's an interesting concept that they're just hunting humans that they find off the street just random people too yeah like i think they found a a podcaster <laughs> yeah i think so i was like oh yeah <laughs> shit so, it looks good. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. I'm with... so excited for oh this. Oh, my gosh. Tom I'm so excited. Hanks was perfect to play Mr. Rogers. Hell yes. 
uh, just watching this whole trailer, I just had a huge smile on my face. Like, I can't get over how good this trailer is. I can't wait for this movie. I hope we get a little backstory on Mr. Rogers. I do too. Because he was, I think, I know he was in the Marines for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure he was special ops. And the reason that he wore long sleeve shirts and those sweaters it's was to yeah. hide his tattoos. Yep, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that I remember would, reading that. Yeah, that would be so cool to see. That would be that. Like, I want to know what's underneath his sweater. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know if Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks doesn't have any tattoos, right? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. So that's gonna be very interesting if they decide to do that. Seeing Tom Hanks with tattoos. I'm trying to imagine Mister Rogers with tattoos. I can't do it. I know, like he's just like a sweet, innocent old man, but he was like a special op marine. <laughs> like Mister Rogers killed people. Can you just imagine? <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting off a machine gun, dude. That'd be awesome. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> I'm. Uh... I'm really excited for this. I'm too. like, regardless if it shows his backstory or not, if it just shows his life as Mister Rogers, I'm totally cool with that. I am. I am either. I'm just. Ex- uh, I am too. Sorry. Um, I'm just excited that we're getting this movie. Agreed. So excited. Um, then the last movie that we're going to talk about is one that, like I said, came out like a month ago. The trailer did, but I didn't know the trailer until last week yeah so that's why we're talking about it now whoops so this movie is ready or not this looks fun as hell this looks really fun like just uh basically um a girl who marries into this family they're like oh we gotta play a game before you know you're officially into the family and so they require so sacrifice sacrificing you yeah so their fortune was made off of making games mm-hmm And so they have like this, like you said, the tradition of by dawn or like a game starts at midnight that she picks. Yep. Or that is chosen for whatever. And it goes until dawn. And then she's suddenly like a legit member of the family. And it goes hide and seek. And then it's just like looks like a comedic horror movie it does and i like that a lot like those are usually the best ones i can agree with that so yeah i'm i'm super excited i think a lot of the kills that they showed i hope those aren't like the most creative looking kills i hope so i hope not either yeah so if they keep those kills as not the most shocking and surprising I think this movie would be is going to be freaking awesome. I agree. Yeah, I can't. I'm very excited to check this movie out. Yeah, like my excitement level for this one is pretty high. Like I might go see this as like the weekend it comes out. Really? Yeah. Like that's Damn. how excited I am for that. I, I definitely want to catch it in theaters. I don't know if I'd see it opening weekend, but I definitely, I definitely will be catching this in theaters. Yeah. So we got four trailers. In order, which ones are you more excited for? One, I'd probably have to say Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Wonderful. Oh, sorry, Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, Number two would have to go to It's Ready or Not, right? 
Yeah. That would have to go to number two. Three, I'd actually have to give to cats. And four, I'd give to the hunt. So I'm actually in agreement with you on three and four. Really? Yeah. Uh, three for me is cats, and four is the hunt. Okay. But I'm a, I'm more excited for Ready or Not than I that, am Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. I don't believe, are we sure it's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood? That's what she told me. I might have been wrong. I swear it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh. My bad. Apologies. Yeah, well, you told me wrong, so you can't reference family for that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so for me, Ready or Not, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Cats, and then The Hunt. All right. Very nice. All right. Now let's move on to our last segment before the main event. What's in the box? Yeah. All right. Number one, we got The Lion King. Not surprising. Yeah, which brought in another $76 million, uh, And that movie has actually already grossed over a billion dollars. Good Lord. Yeah, I know, right? It's insane. Uh, and number two, we got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which surprisingly overperformed. Brought in $41 million, and it was only projected to bring in $30 million, So that's awesome. And number three, we got Spider-Man Far From Home, which brought in $12 million. At number th- four, uh, we have Toy Story 4. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, which brought in another $10 million. And then at number five, we have Crawl, which brought in $4 million. So, $4 million? Yeah. Hmm. I have re- no interest to see Crawl. I don't really either. Dude, did you remember the bullshit trailer that we got in Spider-Man? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was just like some dude walking in his basement and then an alligator attacks and they're like, crawl. And then that was it. Yeah. It was like five seconds. Yeah, I was about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's one way to do a trailer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. I'm sure it's saved on the budget, so at least there's that. Yeah. So, I think that covers everything in our news. So... With that, let's say we move on to the main event. Let's do it. With the new music. Yeah. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. All right. So, before we get into our main event of the evening, I posted a very last-minute question of the week again. <laughs> I need, like, a reminder on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. So, I so since we were breaking down the live-action Lion King, our question was, do you feel like these remakes capture the same magic that the originals do? If they don't, what are they missing? And if And what do they do right? So, we only got one response from our good friend Vic over at Crash and Tez's Movie Cellar. You the real MVP, Vic. Hell yeah. So, here is what he said. I think it's cool what they're doing. Does it capture the original magic that the animated cartoons gave us? No, it doesn't. But I think we forget that it... Something we or that is something we lose when we are watching something that is being made to feel real. 
people say it was like watching the Planet Earth documentary when they saw the live-action Lion King. But where do those people think the artists, directors, and producers got their inspiration? They got it by actually spending time in Africa and observing these animals and drew them. Now we have what these animals actually look like and how they move. So in a nutshell, yes, we do lose some of that magic, but I think Disney does a good job making these stories pretty realistic for the world to see. Damn, I completely agree. I do too. Um, I think there's just some magic lost in live action. I I completely agree. And I know Walt um, said, you know, like I want Disney movies remade every 20 years. I can understand where he's coming from, but honestly, I'd rather just see them re-released every 20 years. I don't know if a re-release would work out as well as a remake. Cause it need cause like with Lion King, I think th- the original Lion King is like a timeless movie. That's true. But like a movie that's older, like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, those are very slow pace. Yeah. So those ones needed to be redone. Okay. Along with like the Lion King being timeless, I feel Beauty and the Beast is also another timeless one. Yeah, absolutely. That's like that's like one of the movies like. All the ones that they've remade so far are timeless movies. Yeah. Like, jung- uh, maybe Jungle Book. I feel like Not Jungle Book was, like, the only remake that I'm like, okay, I can understand why you're remaking this. I get that. Yeah. The other so, ones, I'm like, why? Yeah, like, Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo. Can okay, that one I get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I keep listing the ones that I'm like, okay, yeah. no. Um, but Aladdin, no. Um, Cinderella, Okay, wait. <laughs> Damn it. I somewhat get Cinderella, but the, it's still such a great movie. The classic is that I don't I don't know. Yeah. I still don't see just, a reason for it being remade into live action. It's just the I don't know. It's it, you just lose you lose some of the magic. Like when Cinderella like changed into her costume. Yeah. Or in not her costume, her gown. Uh-huh you got like a sense of like wonder with her dress like yes. when she changed and it was like amazing to watch i think that was walt disney's favorite piece of animation i think it was too i think you're right there so and i can see why it's freaking beautiful to watch even today yeah i completely agree and it's they didn't quite capture that in the live action cinderella and in Aladdin, they couldn't quite capture Genie the way that we remember Robin Williams, but it made sense because it wasn't Robin. Yes. Um. So that one is a little bit more forgivable. With Belle, that one, I feel there was some, some stuff that they just couldn't get. And it's because they changed the stories a lot. Yeah, like, I... With Beast being smart and mm-hmm. civil, like I don't understand. They didn't really need to like try to do kind of like a side story of whatever happened to Belle's mom and you know all this stuff. It's like I never really that never really clicked in my mind when I saw the original. Like, oh, whatever happened to Belle's mom? Why does she? Only, why is she only with her father? And what's up with the magic book? <laughs> you got me, man, dude. Like. If I had a magic book where I can just travel wherever the hell I wanted and didn't have to leave my house, 
That would be awesome. Right? Yeah. I would never leave my house again. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what Beast was bitching about. (laughs) You got me. So, yeah. But yeah, with this one, I mean, we'll get into it, but there there was some magic lost. There was. And uh, what I was telling Caleb is, you know, like people were people are saying that, you know, this is like a a beat for beat remake of the original Lion King. And I've heard so many people say, well, the thing is, the Lion King means so much to so many people that if Disney tried to change literally anything, there would be an uproar. Yeah, no shit. Like either I think Disney knew that. Yeah, so there was really no winning with this remake. Either you get a beat by beat uh remake that is just all live action, or you get a live action movie that changes a lot about the Lion King story. Either way, you were gonna have some people that felt it was a win and some that felt it was a loss. There was never gonna be two sides feeling like they both won. Yeah. So Thank you for the response, Victor. Yes, thank you very much. So, with that, let's get into our breakdown. So, we have the movie split into eight different categories. We got story, we got writing, acting, character development, music, effects, costumes, and then the overall genre grade. Costumes is going to be really hard again. (laughs) Yeah... So, I like how beautiful the the realistic fur looked. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah. So, so let's start off first with the story. So right. Rose is going to read us a synopsis, and we're just going to talk about the movie. Heads up, spoilers. But if you've seen the original Lion King, you're good. Yeah, this is kind of like a. Do you no think shit. they just? Do you think they just like copy and pasted the original? <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised if they did. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> that would be so funny. All right. In the Pride Lands of Africa, a pride of lions rule over the animal kingdom from Pride Rock. King Mufasa's and Queen Sarabi's newborn son, Simba, is presented to the gathering animals by Rafiki the Mandrel, the kingdom's sh- shaman and advisor. Mufasa shows Simba the Pride Lands and explains to him the responsibilities of kingship and the circle of life, which connects all living things. I really, I like, I had a big grin on my face with the opening. I oh my gosh, I did too. Because I'm like, could, this is just perfect. It is. It's just like, say what you will about a shot for shot, but there's just something about seeing it in real life. Yeah, that's just incredible it was oh, it was just spectacular yeah like like i said shit ain't grin and then once mufasa started talking i was just like i was pumped i i was his reaction anytime with simba i loved i loved their i mean it was it was the same in the original but i loved their relationship in this movie yeah i think you can definitely tell that james earl jones his voice has aged it, it I mean, honestly, you could have just taken his voicing from the original and put it in here. I'm honestly glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they brought him back to like. I mean, I'm sure there were some. I'm pretty sure there were some new lines added. Um, but yeah, I'm glad they didn't reuse. 
Yeah, I, I'm really glad about that, too. You can definitely tell that there was some aged in his voice. I but agree. it worked amazingly still. I, I mean, you could say the same thing about, sorry, uh, when he was doing uh, the voice of Darth Vader in Rogue One. Yeah, same with that. Dude, I actually, when he first started talking, I was like, oh, that's Darth Vader. Because <laughs> he, he said, like, there was a way he said a line that was very Vader-like. Oh, really? And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, he's going full Vader here. Oh, that's pretty But funny. then he, like, it, it, it got better. Okay. All right. Mufasa's younger brother, Scar, Covet, Covets? I don't actually, is it Covets? Covets. Oh, Covets. I'm sorry. <laughs> I took English, I swear. My apologies. Covets the throne and plots to eliminate Mufasa and Simba so he may become king. He tricks Simba and his best friend Nala, to whom Simba is betrothed, into exploring a forbidden elephant's graveyard where they, where they are attacked by spotted hyenas led by Shenzi, Kamari, and Azizi. Azizi? Azizi. Okay. Sure. I only remember Shenzi a lot, uh, at least in the animated one. Uh, Mufasa is alerted about the incident by his... Wow, I suck. Major Domo? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Major Domo. Uh, The Hornbill Zazu. Okay, so this is, like, funny. I actually totally forgot that Zazu is a Hornbill. Um, So in the song, uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King, I always never understood what Nala says when she's like... Kings don't need advice from little hornbills from a start. I had I could never like hear her saying hornbills. I thought it was a different word. I, I know, like there's just some words that you just you when you don't know them. Yeah, it like doesn't fit into like stuff. So and like, like what the for heck? the longest time it sounded gibberish. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, what does he not need advice from? <laughs> I'm glad that the kids like pronunciated a little bit better. Yeah, they did. And they're like um, the kid that played a uh, Simba, and then the girl who played a uh, Nala. Their banter of like them, like being like, "Oh, I'm not gonna marry her. I'm not. I'm not gonna marry him." That was that was cute. Uh, so Mufasa is alerted about the incident by his major domo, the Hornbill Zazu, and rescues the cubs. Though upset with Simba, Mufasa forgives him and explains that the great kings of the past watch over them from the night sky, from which he will one day watch over Simba. Meanwhile, Scar visits, visits the hyenas and manages to convince them to help him overthrow Mufasa in exchange for hunting rights in the Pride Lands. So, issue with this part. I always thought Scar was in charge of the hyenas. This is what I thought, too. And I'm wondering if we're completely wrong and we just haven't seen the original in a very long time. Maybe, but... I don't, I don't know. The, so, what's the, uh, the girl hyena's name? Uh oh, uh isn't it Shenzi? Shenzi. Yeah. So I always thought in the original that Shenzi was very subservient to Scar from the beginning. That's what I thought too. Like she never it never felt like she was in charge of the hyenas. Yeah. And in this it just eh. I mean, if if it really was the other way in the uh, animated one, I I mean, I appreciate John Favreau for doing something different. Yeah. So I gotta give I him just, that. It 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 worked for this. It did, but it was it did feel very off. Like I was questioning myself. It was it kind of distracting. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, I feel like if they do something like this, where it is basically a shot for shot, if they change something, it may it distracts from the movie because I think so hard about what the original did. Yeah. And so, like, that's the issue I had with this. It was it was very distracting. I'll give I'll give you that. Um. I also want to point out that Mufasa. Did not discipline Simba <laughs> like a real dad yeah. would because I would have gotten an ass chewing for the next like three weeks. Me too. Yeah, that was <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that was absolutely nothing. Yeah, when he like started goofing off, I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Big softy. Yeah. Mm. All right. So Scar sets a trap for his brother and nephew, luring Simba into a gorge and having the hyenas drive a large herd of wildebeest into a stampede that will trample him. He informs Mufasa of Simba's peril, knowing that the king will rush to save his son. Mufasa saves Simba, but ends up hanging perilously from the gorge's edge. Scar refuses to help Mufasa, instead sending him falling to his death. He then convinces Simba that the tragedy was Simba's own fault, and advises him to leave the kingdom and never return. He orders the hyenas to kill the cub, but Simba escapes. Scar tells the pride that both Mufasa and Simba were killed in the stampede, and steps forward as the new king, allowing his three hyena minions and the rest of their large pack to live in the Pride Lands. Okay, more issues. Yeah. So, going back, I... So, starting off, I'd like to say that I appreciated them changing the reason Scar and Simba were in the gorge. Yes, I did appreciate that too. Yeah, I liked how he had like a real purpose. Yeah. There. Like I think Simba just was like practicing his roar when he saw the little beetle and like in the original. And then yeah. this, it was like, I need to practice my roar so my dad would be proud of me instead of just like, I'm doing this because I'm bored. Yeah. So I liked like there I liked how there was real purpose behind it. I, I did too. Um and I felt like the with the wildebeest coming down, that felt a lot more natural. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, in live, I don't know, in live action, did it feel more tense? It did. Okay. Like, you, I don't know if it was because we knew it was coming. Yeah. Or if it was because, like, the tension was already built up. Because I felt myself getting tense before things even happened. I was the same way. But I don't know, just, like, seeing them stampede in live action just felt like a lot, not, like, unsettling. But, like, I don't know, you like it made it more frightful for what was about to come. Yeah. So, I think it's... I'm, I'd be curious to talk to someone that watched this movie not having seen the original. Like, I'd I like mean, to if talk... this was Aladdin, you could have talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I... This is like a movie that I want... To show, like, I kind of, I don't want to, but the first, like, when I have my first kid, I want to kind of withhold the Lion King from them, and then show them this one. 
I know. Like I want like <laughs> monster. A, I know it's a real <laughs> shitty experiment, but that's kind of what I want to do. Like just see like I want to get their feelings like, "Hey, what how did you feel during this scene?" <laughs> monster. <laughs> I know. I'm probably not going to. I'm probably going to show them the original as soon as I can. Better. <laughs> They'll judge really hard. Yeah. Don't worry, Uncle Rose will talk you out of it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So that was really cool. I did I don't remember Mufasa taking a couple direct hits from the wildebeest. I don't either. All I, well wait, maybe I do. No, really all I remember is him being like thrown in, thrown from the top of the rock by Scar. That's all I remember, really. Yeah, because I remember him going down into there, grabbing Simba, putting him on the the tree, and then I think he was like did a run and then was climbing up the wall, and then Simba was like climbing his way up and everything, and then got thrown when he was. If out we of watch view. this clip after we finish recording, and what we say is wrong, we're gonna feel stupid. Yeah, but I know I know he didn't take two. Okay. <laughs> he took At least two you know that. Direct will to beast hits and I'm like, "Oh shit, they're killing him off in a completely different way." And then like cuz I I forgot you told me that he does the long live the king thing. Yeah. So I was like, they're killing him off in a really different way and I it makes a little bit more sense for them to do that. And <laughs> And then he, like, starts climbing up the wall, and I'm like, what? Bullshit. <laughs> and then when he gets up and, like, is asking Scar for help, the delivery of Long Live the King was not as substantial as when Jeremy Irons did. It wasn't. It just, it wasn't there, I feel. I did not feel it. Yeah. And I, I feel that what this scene was missing was emotion of the face. Yes. And I know, Victor, <laughs> that they couldn't really do that because that's not how animals work, but cats are very expressive in their face. I know because I own two of them, and they had very different personalities. They were both assholes, <laughs> but they had two very different personalities, and you could tell it just by their face. And I feel like they, they're... I don't know. Like, I feel there was something more powerful with, for one, the voice. And it's not really the actor's fault. No. It's just how he voiced it. And I don't think that was the best take. Um, I, He needed more bass, no more, like, lower, just. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. And then there was a, like, what we were also missing was a lack of fear in Mufasa's eyes. Yeah, I th- I feel like that would have really sold it, and then like the evilness of Scar's face, like I, all of that was missing, and I feel like that would have really sold the scene. But you can't get that with real life lions. You can't. Sorry. Yeah, like I I wish that it could have had that power that the original. I I did, do too. But it just didn't have that emotional weight. Like, Braille was on the verge of tears, though. But I never felt like I was going to cry. I didn't either. Like, I didn't feel that way until... Actually, I I felt it a little bit when Simba finally returned. 
and his mother. See, I didn't feel that either. Maybe I'm just dead inside. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I really didn't feel like I'm. Oh my goodness, I'm about to like see some waterworks here at all during the movie. Like that was, I didn't feel that either. But I did feel a little bit more emotion with him or his mother recognizing him. Okay, but uh, I mean, honestly, okay. The one part that I felt like, you know, like true, like I felt like really bad was when Scar is like talking to Simba after the whole ordeal has happened. And he's, you know, like saying how it's his fault and everything. And I felt like you could see like a little bit of emotion on Simba's face, like realizing, oh, shit, maybe it is my fault. Um, So that's probably like the only scene that I felt like I felt like, oh, my God, this is like depressing as hell. So. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, just didn't have that that impact. I'll I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that. I agree. Um. All right. So Simba collapsed. So okay. So you know, like Simba ran away. Um. So Simba collapses in a desert and is rescued by Timon and Pumbaa, a meerkat and a warthog, who are fellow outcasts. Simba grows up in the jungle with his two new friends and other animals, living a carefree life under the motto Akuna Matata. No worries in Swahili. I actually didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Now a young adult, Simba rescues Timon and Pumbaa from a hungry lioness who turns out to be Nala. She and Simba reunite and fall in love. That was very, very fast. Extremely. <laughs> like, that was a few seconds fast. Yeah. And whose idea was it to say oh let's do can you feel the love tonight during the day yeah like it's it's in the song dipshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i didn't uh going back i did not like how they did simba being rescued I did. I love Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I love like their their whole interaction and everything. Yeah, that was that was really good. It was just they went and poked him, and then he got up like he was fine. Yeah. In the original, they we watched the clip. Yeah, so we, we did. know this one for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they pick him up and they take him to like a spring, and then they put water on him, and then he he wakes up. Yep. And then he's like kind of depressed until they teach him Akuna Matata and whatever. Yep. So. With that scene, I did not like that because it just felt like he was walking for a day and was like taking a nap, and then he's just like wakes up and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine." Well, he was a little depressed when he woke up, but he still like, like you said, like he literally like passed out for what like five minutes, and he's like, "Oh, I'm okay," but you know, I did something very bad. I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm sad. Yeah. So, eh, didn't care for that for that one but everything else was was really good um or nala escaping pride rock was that was pretty pretty cool yeah that was a cool scene i liked that a lot yeah i i hate i don't like really those scenes where it you know in a real world situation the person that's get that's about to get caught is getting caught yeah and And then it's bullshit like you didn't hear her jump up into a yeah the rock or see her or anything bullshit yeah like seriously yeah when someone like you know like you see them about to get caught and they turn their corner and they're 
like right they're they're not there anymore like every single time i see that in a movie theater i'm like saying under my breath that's just such freaking bullshit that cannot happen in real life Dude, there's no way the one that pissed me off the most toby mcguire spider-man oh with the whole i hated <laughs> that scene in the original right when he keeps uh getting away from norman yes yeah so he <laughs> oh well i hated this scene so much but at least he knows so how to I cut bought a that they heard him and they were like, "Oh, we're going to come up and see where he's at." They, yeah, him up, like he jumps up on the roof. I buy that one hundred percent because Spider Man. Yeah. What I don't buy is that the blood drops. Norman hears it. Yeah. I mean, you can justify it with Goblin hearing. Yeah. But what I don't buy is that Spider Man somehow was able to jump out a window and underneath the ledge of that window without getting caught yeah before you even turned around there's absolutely no way bull i completely agree (laughs) that that was bullshit like how do you do that with no webs i I don't know but at least but at least you know norman osborne knows how to cut a turkey i mean (laughs) dude i thought he was gonna like kill aunt may i know right yeah the way like he's just like doing like the knife and everything i'm like okay you're having a little too fun with that buddy yeah freaking oh anyway getting back I hated that scene because I I just hate those cheap scenes. I almost would have preferred her to get caught and fight him off and then take off. Because I don't lions know. are supposedly faster than hyenas. That's f- so she could have easily outrun them. That's true. I feel I I don't I don't think I want would have wanted her to fight Scar yet. I feel it would have been better if she would have like fighted one of the hyenas. I feel like Scar should have been like kind of towards like the final act. Well, I don't mean like full blown fight. I yeah. just mean like he catches her and she like paws his face and then takes off. Oh, and then he just like sends the hyenas after her. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought like you meant like he actually like full on starts chasing after her. No. Okay. I don't. Scar is not the type of person to chase. That's true. He's gonna have the hyenas do it. Yeah. I mean, can you blame him? No, not really. Yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Can you feel the love tonight in the middle of the day? Dumb. Yeah. All right. So, getting back to the story. she and, So, Nala and Simba reunite and fall in love, and she urges him to return home, telling him that the Pride Lands have become a drought-stricken wasteland under Scar's reign. Feeling gil- guilty over his father's death, Simba refuses and storms off. He then encounters Rafiki, who tells him that Mufasa's spirit lives on in Simba. Simba is visited by the ghost of Mufasa in the night sky, who tells him that he must take his rightful place as king. Realizing that he can no longer run from his past, Simba decides to return to the Pride Lands. Um, all I'm going to say is I'm really glad that they didn't decide to put like uh, Mufasa in the clouds. I don't think that would have worked. In they the... kind of did. They with did? With the lightning. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So I think that worked a lot better. Yeah, but if like they actually like had like out the outline <laughs> of him, no, that would not work in this. Well, so they kind of did that a little bit, but it was very subtle, and I appreciated that. I'll have to watch it again because I want to say I did notice it, notice that, but I want to like full on notice it. Yeah, if you if you watch the clouds when the lightning strikes, you can see the the face of a lion. Oh, okay. And it works because you can't see it when the lightning's not doing that. Okay. So I really like that. I really liked uh, Donald Glover's voice. 
Yeah, I, I, I liked this scene a lot. Yeah, this was a really cool scene. Like, really, like, stunning. Yeah, it was visually stunning. Maybe the switch happened a little quick. I feel, but I'll give I feel you that. like that's. I feel like that happened in the the real movie or the original too. You, so yeah, I can I, I can forgive that one. Yeah, I can as well. Um, all right. So, aided by his friends, Simba sneaks past the hyenas at Pride Rock and confronts Scar, who was about to fight Sarabe. Uh, Scar, is this, it's Sarabe, right? Or or is it Sarabi? Sarabi. Okay, Sarabi. Uh, Scar taunts Simba over his role in Mufasa's death and backs him to the edge of the rock where he reveals to him that he murdered Mufasa. In rage, Simba reveals the truth to the rest of the pride. Scar attempts to defend himself, but his knowledge of Mufasa's last moment, despite having previously claimed that he arrived too late at the gorge, exposed his role in Mufasa's death. Yeah, he really should have thought that through. Yeah, I felt that was kind of cheap. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of it it worked. I feel. I mean, I don't think there would have been any other way for people to believe that Simba was telling the truth. True. I didn't like how far over the edge Simba was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. And then he gets up by pulling on Mufasa's neck. I mean, serious. I mean, scars. On his fur, oh, scars. On I was like, scars fur. I was like, which version did you see? Did <laughs> Mufasa came back? And then he became Scar. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Like the biggest twist in Disney history. <laughs> Thank you, John Favreau. Yeah. So yeah, he grabs onto Scar's mane and then gets pulled back up. And I, that one, I was. Just, eh. I mean, I didn't. That didn't really affect it for me. I didn't really care. I cared a little bit, but that's just because I'm picky. I know how physics works. Okay, all right, that's fair. Simba's ass would have been dead. <laughs> so, so he exposes his role in Mufasa's death. Timon, Pumbaa, Rafiki, Zazu, and the lionesses fend off the hyenas while Scar, attempting to escape, is cornered by Simba at the top of Pride Rock. Scar begs for mercy and attempts to blame the hyenas for his actions. Simba spares his life, but orders him to leave the Pride Lands forever. Scar refuses and attacks his nephew, but Simba manages to toss him from the top of the rock. Scar survives the fall, but is attacked and killed by the hyenas, who overheard his attempt to betray them. Did that happen in the original? Yep. It did? Okay. I know he gets attacked. But like, does I don't he... know if he talks about wanting to kill the hyenas, though. Okay, because if he didn't, I liked that addition. I liked it too. Yeah. Um, afterwards, Simba takes over the kingship and makes Nala his queen. Later, with Pride Rock restored to its usual state, Rafiki presents Simba and Nala's newborn cub to the assembled animals, continuing the circle of life. Simba wasted zero time with everything. Yeah. He fell in love with Nala before... They could even sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight at the the right time. Yep. Like, at least Simba and Nala in the original had an evening. <laughs> like, this Simba and Nala got straight on it. They, yeah. And then, yeah, freaking wasted zero time producing a new king. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Pride Rock, you gotta keep them coming, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Yeah, so I don't really have any other notes on the, yeah, the story. I don't either. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa really were the outstanding. They stole roles. the show. They did very much so. Um, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen did a fantastic job, especially out of the two. I think Billy Eichner was my favorite. I thought he did fantastic as Timon. I loved him. One hundred percent agreed. Yeah, they even pulled off the like the hula thing. So in the original, you know how oh, yeah. that's how they get the highest yep. attention with the hula. Yep. And or like luau shit. Yeah. I loved that they incorporated Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. That that was just fantastic. That oh my god. What I love. I laughed so freaking hard. I did too. And I, what I love is I want to say in an interview, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen actually presented that to John Favreau, and they had like they were like scared of what he would said and what he would say, and he loved it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Dude, when we do films, I don't want actors to be afraid to come to us I with stuff either. like that. Yeah. Because I would shit myself laughing. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah. We're like, this, like basically what John Favreau did. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it fits so well. It did. Like, oh, loved I loved it. Yeah, I loved it so much. It was so great. Okay. So, the story is not perfect. It's the I feel the things that I it's not the story I have wrong with it. I have wrong with okay, sorry. It's not the story aspects I have wrong with the story. It's the lack of emotion that is with real animals that affects it. And I so, feel we can do that with effects. Yeah. So I can't really drag down the story for emotion. So I don't. I'm not thinking of dragging the story down a lot. Okay. My, I'm sitting with the story because I, I, I liked how, how it flowed. I felt there was some areas, especially with older Simba, accepting Mufasa again. Yeah. That were very quick. But that's issues I had with the original too. Yeah. I'll give you I, – I completely agree. I'm sitting around an 85. That's actually what I was thinking too. Really? Yeah. Sweet. It's not very often that we agree anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Especially since you wouldn't let me be really harsh on Toy Story 4 last week. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, no, I'm not. All right, writing. Um, I feel like they just basically got the script from the original. So I and don't just added a couple added things? Added a few things. Yeah. But the things that they added worked really well. Yes, they did. So... I think it's on par with the story, I'm, honestly. Yeah, 85. 85. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, I feel like a lot of the better parts were uh, Billy Eichner and Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yep, completely agree. So, like, I really liked how, with the Akuna Matata song, that he actually got to say farted and Timon didn't stop. Yeah. That was... I loved that line where he's just like, aren't you going to stop me? He's like, no, you disgust me. <laughs> oh, that was great. And can't we just talk about baby Pumbaa for a second? <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Cutest thing on planet I Earth. Know, right? <laughs> Seriously, though. No, actually, I think... 
I don't know. I think uh, Simba and Nala as kids, they might give baby Pumbaa a run for their money. You they, need to go see that movie again. They were ad- oh, no. come on. They were adorable. Did you see how tiny Pumbaa was? Yeah, but they were also adorable, too. I can't pick. I can, and it was Pumbaa. <laughs> well, eh. <laughs> Yeah, so... Yeah, I feel like if they didn't add those certain things, that just kind of enhanced the story, like with Scar taking Simba down to the gorge to practice his roar. Yeah. Because in the original, Scar was just like, I'm going to bring your dad here. And then Simba's just like, oh, I'll go with you. Like, he, like Simba didn't have a reason to stay in the original. He yes. had a reason to stay in this. Yes, I completely agree. Scar had to build a relationship with the hyenas. Because apparently the hyenas and lions were at war. Were constantly at war. Yeah. And I kind of appreciated that too. I did too. Um, so yeah, there were just things. And I feel like without those enhancements, it would be, a, the writing would be about an 80 for me. That's where I'm sitting at with the original. Okay, I'll give you that. So, so I think 85. I can agree with that. 85. Portrays that. So moving on to acting. So we're going to be talking about Mufasa, voiced by James Earl Jones, Simba, voiced by Donald Glover, and J.D. McCrary. I said we could just combine them. Yeah, although that might be hard because I. Oh, okay, no, never mind. Okay, Timon, voiced by Billy Eichner, Pumbaa, voiced by Seth Rogen. Scar, voiced by, I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, but Shewetel Ijafor, Ijafor, I think so. Cool name. Sorry. So for he played Mordo in, in Doctor Strange. Really great voice. He d- he did he did fantastic in this movie and that movie. Yeah. Uh, Nala, voiced by Shahadi Wright Joseph and Beyonce. Uh, the hyenas. I think we're going to group into one. Mm-hmm. So we got Ke- Keegan Michael Key, who was voiced Kamari, Eric Andre, who voiced Azizi, and Florence Kasumba, who voiced Shenzi. And then we got Zazu, voiced by John Oliver. And I think that was it. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. So, first off, Mufasa. I think uh, James Earl Jones did another great job as Mufasa. You can tell that he is getting up there in age. For sure. Comparing the two voices. Um, I felt like his voice was deeper in the original. It was. I I completely agree. Um, But... For coming back to this iconic character, I think he did a great job. Yeah. Do you think he did a perfect job? I. The only reason I would do, I don't know. I really can't. Degre- um. What's the word? Dock Decre- points. Yeah, dock points. Because if it was like, oh, you know, like why wasn't he deeper at you know like some of these parts? It's like, well, the man's getting up there in age. He really can't do that anymore with his voice. So. What about, like, did you have any issues with his delivery? Not really. Yeah, because I didn't either. 
I don't think it was a perfect performance, though. It it, it, it wasn't, and I feel it's maybe because, and this is kind of like going with the effects that you know because there was no emotion, some of the it was lost. Yeah, I f- like the the tone was very like it was very monotone. Yeah. So I'm sitting around like ninety five. That's what I was thinking too. Because it was too. damn near perfect, but yeah. not flawless. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel we're gonna agree a lot with this movie. Sims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't we do this with Toy Story Four, well, asshole? I'm sorry. Toy Story <laughs> is my bread and butter. Okay. <laughs> All right, Simba. S- Okay, the kid that played Simba, I think, did a great, did a really good job. I think he did too. I think he tried a little hard on the songs. Yes, I completely agree. Like, yeah, like a little too. So that that brings him down a little bit for me. Um, Donald Glover, at first, I didn't love him, or I didn't like him as the voice of adult Simba, but he started to grow on me more as the movie progressed. Um. I don't know, like grouping together, just because Donald Glover is like gonna bring it down a little bit. So where are you sitting with with Young Simba? Young Simba, I'm sitting at like a ninety. I was thinking more like eighty five. Really? Yeah. Just because there were a lot of times where it felt like he was trying a little too hard. I don't, the only times I felt he was trying too hard were in the music, and so I'd only dock off like like ten points for that. But when it came to like the actual acting, like whenever like it was just him having to act like emotional or stuff like that, I thought he did a great job. Okay. So I'd honestly give him a ninety. I'm thinking eighty-eight. Okay, I'll give you eighty-eight. Okay. And then what about Donald? Donald, I'm like either at like an eighty or an eighty-five. I don't think it was quite because I I I really liked him from the get-go. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm leaning a little bit more towards 85. Okay. But I don't think I think it's maybe 84. I'll give you that. 84. And then so 88 and 84. What would the middle be? 86.5. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Okay. So that will be our grade for Simba. 86.5. Uh, Timon, Billy Eichner. He was fantastic. He might be my favorite performance. He's mine. Absolutely. So I'm thinking, because there were some, not a lot, very minor, minor issues. But I really liked everything he did. I think he's above Mufasa. (laughs) I I have to agree. I completely agree. Like, Like a 98? 97? I'm thinking 97. Okay. I'll give you 97. All right. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. This one didn't work so as well for me. I'd have to agree with you. Would you say, like, I don't know if I would give him as high as a 90. I would not give him close to a 90. 85? I'm thinking, like, 75. Dude, I would not give Seth Rogen. I I I don't know. There was just I some disagree stuff with that. that just didn't work. Can we at least give him eighty? Okay, I can. I can go up to an eighty. Okay, 
monster. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, I don't know. It just, there were some lines that just didn't feel quite right. Like a lot of them too. Like, especially when he, the dialogue that he would have with Timon, Billy Eichner sold it. Yeah. Seth Rogen just didn't like with the whole, like, I just feel like it would make me feel better thing. I don't think he quite sold those lines. I feel he did. That's just me. Yeah, but I don't I'll, know. I'll take like, an 80. I, I'll take an 80. Okay. <laughs> All right. Scar. I wish I could pronounce his name. Chiwetel. Chiwetel. Geo 4. I don't know. Yeah. He, he needs to do an autocomplete so I can hear him say his name. <laughs> um, He's above uh, Pumbaa, I feel. Definitely. The only line that I don't... The, okay, so the only two things I had issue with his performance. Be prepared. Yeah. Which was a little rough. A little. A lot of rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's being nice. Sorry. And his delivery of Long Live the King. Yeah, I'm the same way. So, those dragging him down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely above Pumbaa. Yes. Like, I think maybe above Simba for me, too. I'd have to agree with you. Barely actually. above Simba, though. I'm thinking, like, 88. Yeah, I'll give you... Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I don't think he's a full 90. But, yeah, 88? Yeah. All right, Nala. Performed by Beyonce. And what's her... Who played the child uh, version of her? Oh, shit. Shahadi Wright Joseph. This is going to be hard because I didn't... I liked Beyonce as the adult Nala, but I loved... uh, uh, Oh, shit. What's her name again? I'm sorry. Shahadi. Shahadi. I loved her more as the younger version of She didn't have as many lines. So it's hard for me to give her like a high grade. Yeah, but I don't know. I just... I... I loved her as young Nala. I don't know what it was. I thought she did such a fantastic job with the little she was given. I think she did too. But not enough to justify like a 90. Oh no, I wouldn't give her that high. Like I'm sitting like not 80. I'm sitting like 83. Okay, I can give you that. 83? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, and then what about Beyonce? I don't know if she's ever done voice acting before. If she hasn't, she did a decent job. She did a real good job. Yeah. Like, like an 80? You think the same as Seth Rogen? Or do you think it's maybe a little lower? I can do an 80. Okay, yeah. Like, I think she sold her, her lines she did. fairly, fairly yeah. well. Yeah, I agree. It's just... Seth Rogen, I, the reason I went, gave him so low is because there were just some lines he couldn't sell. Okay. Like, it just felt like, it didn't feel like a different character. It felt like Seth Rogen. Well, I feel like it's kind of. I know it's, I know, I know it's like supposed to, but it's kind of hard for Seth Rogen to change his voice, I feel. He's done it, I feel. I mean, honestly, when, okay, so when, before I saw the movie, when Akuna Matata starts, the first three lines, I actually thought those were all Timon. I did not know the second one was actually Pumbaa. I did not actually recognize Seth Rogen's voice for some reason. If he's saying he did a really good job, 
He did. Yeah, he he did sing a little bit of Akuna Matata. Yeah. So I would say with so Beyonce. Eighty. Yeah, I I can give her eighty. So the middle of eighty three and eighty would be eighty one. Eighty. Eighty one and a half. Yeah. There we go. I always forget to add the point five. Okay, the hyenas. So Keegan Michael Key, Eric Andre, and Florence Kasumba. Okay, so Keegan Michael Key and Eric Andre, the two hyenas that they played, their banter between each other was hilarious. Like how uh, Key kept saying, "Like, oh, stop being so close to me," and like the other one did, just did not know boundaries. That was funny. That was really funny. So, and the only one that really didn't fit in really well was Shenzi. Yeah. I feel um, this character was a lot more intimidating in the original. She was intimidating in this one. She wasn't that intimidating in the original. She was very like subservient to Scar. Yeah, that's true. So it was just the three of them that yeah. were goofing off. Okay, so maybe... I mean, I liked that she was intimidating in this one, but I feel the other two, I don't know, like had... I'll remember their characters more than I did hers. Right. And I think that has to do with just the writing yeah but it wasn't the her performance she, she did, did a, really well at being yes, intimidating like, I, she I has a very do. intimidating picture on imdb oh yeah very intense eyes yeah <laughs> so yeah she did a great job um so okay so what would you give key uh key i would give him about a 90. That That's what I was thinking as well. And I would maybe give Eric Andre a little lower. Like Not an 85. An maybe 87? 88. Okay. I'll give, yeah, an 88. And then Florence, I might give low. I might give a, an 85. I do agree. An 85. So, what would the, that middle be? <laughs> uh, Okay, so we got... We got 90, 88, and 85, right? Yeah, so... The math was at work, everybody. The middle's 87.5. All right. Like, is that a fair score for all of them? I'd say so. All right, and then lastly, John Oliver, who voiced Zazu. He did a really good job. I didn't really have a lot of problems with him. Yeah, I didn't either. I heard the I heard Mr. Bean. I did too a little bit, Yeah. Yeah, so what are you thinking with him? I don't know. I'm like in between like an 85 and a 90. 85 and 90? Yeah. Hmm. Are you thinking that high? I can go that high. Maybe like an 87? I can do 87. All right. 87 it is for Zazu. All right. And that brings our... Final acting grade to eighty-seven point eight. That's not bad. That is not bad. All right, moving on to character development. Um, I think we're gonna do Simba on this one. Yeah, because that's really the only character that really goes anywhere in the movie. Yeah. Um, honestly, the character development score is a little low for me. I I'll give you that. Um, I agree. 
Like, I feel like they did really good building up young Simba to getting to the death. It's just once Mufasa dies is where the development kind of takes a dive for me. I, I, complete, I don't know. When it came to, like, adult Simba, everything was just, like, quick, 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 quick. Whereas with yeah. young Simba, I felt it was built up. Yeah. Which I really liked. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with where you're coming from that I do feel that the character development was affected because of that reason. Yeah. It was like you said, very, very fast. Um, so I'm, I I'm in know. the seventies in the seventies. Yeah. That's where it's actually sitting too. <laughs> like, like a 75. Is that being too nice? It might be being a little too nice. 73. I, I can do 73. Okay. Let's do 73. All right. 73. All right. Music. Be prepared kind of drags the soundtrack down. It does. <laughs> and that sucks so bad because it's the best song in the original. I disagree for me. My favorite is still... Uh, I honestly, my favorite from the original is "I Just Can't Wait to Be King." I, if you're about to say "Akuna Matata," I was going to call you a basic bitch, but no, it's it, that's my second favorite. <laughs> okay, <laughs> basic. Um, okay, I can I can see that, but Being I love it's mine. Okay, and I can respect that. It's a good song, just not in this version. Yeah, this is definitely. <sighs> I mean, for like almost all of the songs in this, you could say it was better in the original. Like, I'll even say that about I Just Can't Wait to Be King. The original for me is a nine. Yeah. Because the soundtrack is really good. I feel the only, like with Disney, the only 10 soundtrack is Tarzan. I, I, I might actually have to disagree with you on that. What? The, the 10 Name- sound. One song okay. or one okay, movie well, better than Tarzan. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give it. I'll give soundtrack it a ten. Wise. Okay, no. Okay, I'll give the Tarzan soundtrack a ten. For me, like the number one, like ten out of ten, uh, soundtrack for me is the original Beauty and the Beast. Eh. I'm sorry, that's a ten out of ten for me. It's not a ten out of ten. Well, that's your opinion, and this is mine. I know we're supposed to agree. Well, but, good thing we don't have to do Beauty and yeah, the Beast I know, ever, right? huh? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they do another remake, like, oh my years gosh, down they better the line. not. They better not, I swear. <laughs> so, I'm sitting at, I, ugh, like, a six. <laughs> yeah, I was at, like, a six or a seven. I'll give you a six. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> just, yeah, be prepared to drag the soundtrack down. It does, like, really bad and too i don't know like i as much as i loved this version of akuna matata i still have some problems with it and with uh i just can't wait to be king i think the kid that plays simba sometimes like tries a little too hard to hit the high notes he riffed <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so yeah i i can give it a six okay effects this is where the movie's really going to shine because yes. the effects were incredible. Oh my goodness. Like if you thought the Jungle Book looked fantastic, this took it to a whole other level. Damn right. Dude, I told Brielle like that there was a scene in this movie that was real. Everything else was CGI and she could not 
tell which one. Which scene was it? I don't even know. I don't know. Oh, I'm. I thought you knew. I want to say it was the sunrise. That would make the most sense. If it wasn't, I have no freaking idea. And yeah. that's just an attribute to how amazing this. Yeah, looked. like, bravo to John Favreau and his team of designers for just making this look as realistic as they could. Yeah, like I. So this is strictly effects. So I had zero issue with like how they looked. I, uh, I could let I can even let go that there was a lack of emotion. It they just looked like you could like they could come off the screen. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm in the high nineties with this. I movie. am too. I I am absolutely too. Like I'm trying to think of if there was anything that pulled me out of the movie. And I can't seem to think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just... Is this a hundred? I would actually <laughs> say it is. Oh my gosh. I don't think we've ever d- given a hundred on a... F- oh, that's not true. We gave a hundred on with us. Oh, we did on the effects. Oh, but that was just because they were more practical. Yeah, I, I honestly give this a hundred. I, I would too. All right, moving on to. Yeah, I don't know how the hell we're gonna do this one. Costumes. The fur looked amazing. The fur looked really good. I think the only issue I had was with, uh, Simba. Because he had like a little like floopy do haircut yeah it didn't like it kind of didn't look as majestic as mufasa's yeah i'll give you that but i mean i felt kind of like the same way in the original like the way mufasa looked looked a lot cooler than how adult simba looked yeah so um but scar looked really good yeah um so maybe this one could just be character design Okay. For like, yeah. CG. <laughs> okay, that works. Um, was there? I I don't really like for making yeah, them. These look like real animals, so yeah. it's really hard to grade. I don't. Th- I don't think it was. Maybe the hyenas look, especially the the main three, they look very generic. I wish that they would have given them something that gave a bit more personality i'll give you that they did maybe dock it a little bit for that maybe so that's kind of that's like honestly just like nitpicking yeah we don't know what else to do with this Uh, so nine yeah i'll go with nine yeah because like we said simba is the only one that i think i had an issue with adult simba yeah uh everyone else looked really good yep i completely agree all right, and then the overall genre grade, which was like a musical family movie. This one's in the high 80s for me. Same. Not quite in the 90s. No. Like an 85? I can give it an 85. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, and then that is the last category that we have to fill out. So our final grade is... A B. It's not bad, considering no, not. it's in the 50s on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah, it's so it's sitting at an eighty-five point one. Not bad at all. So it is a very solid B. I I do agree with that score. Yeah, I do too. So it is actually a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, higher than gonna... Toy Story Four, isn't it? It's higher than Toy Story Four. <laughs> I can accept that. Yeah. So, uh, it is below Far From Home. I I completely agree with that. Higher than Child's Play. Yeah, I can respect that. Uh, lower than Detective Pikachu. That's fair. Um, is it higher than Aladdin? Aladdin. It is higher than Aladdin. Okay. By how much? What do we give Aladdin? C plus. I, I'd agree with that. I, I did like The Lion King more than Aladdin. Yeah, let's see. It's it's a little bit below Captain Marvel. Okay. And it's like one point below Captain Marvel. And it's below How to Train Your Dragon. It's below all the How to Train Your Dragons. I can understand that because all three of those are amazing. Okay, I got... It is higher than Shazam. Really? Yeah. Shit. I feel what dragged Shazam down was those effects. Yeah. That's what killed the score. Yeah, that was the the lowest thing on Shazam. Yeah. And then, but that was just because there was no like outstanding music. Yeah. Yeah. We really we really need to get through like some of these older movies. Yeah, we do. So we can like compare these to like the other ones cuz I think that would really like help us see visualize where these are at. Cuz I think I'm really happy with a B. I am too. Yeah, I think it deserves it. Like it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't as bad as like Aladdin. Even though yeah. Aladdin technically wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. But I do feel I enjoyed The Lion King more than Aladdin. Yeah. It's so, definitely one of the better live action Disney remakes. Oh, absolutely. Without question. So I think that concludes this breakdown. Yeah, I believe it does. So, like we said, this movie's sitting at a B. One of our mid-tier movies. Yeah. Okay, so, with that, I think we can just say, if you like this episode, want to check out more, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, or Spotify. Uh, we can check out our content on YouTube. We have a new... So, the video that we originally posted with episode 75, the audio got really unaligned. Yes. So, we are going to attempt to fix that, and we have come up with solutions to fix that in the future. So, we truly apologize about that. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, We will be posting the fix to that video fairly soon um if you want to follow us on social media we are on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the albros or we're on twitter and instagram and our handle is at the albros no punctuation in any of those uh yeah we post a question of the week on those that no one seems to answer yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please answer it people please yeah like 
we want input on these movies too. Like we like to hear what other people have to say. Yes, we do. Um, if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or movie we should see, uh, message us on those social media, or you can email us at channel at gmail.com, or you can fill out our form on our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros. And we hope to hear from you guys. Uh, next week, we are going to be recording early, right? Yes. Okay, so we'll post this question of the week the day that this episode comes out. <laughs> uh, uh, so what should our question of the week be? Because our next week we are doing... Are we doing a Halloween Dreamcast? Yeah, the okay. Halloween Dreamcast is okay. our next episode. So, so we're going to do... We're going to replace Halloween Kills. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so yeah you're probably going to be the one that heads that up since yeah. my michael myers knowledge is not very good that's okay by the end of the episode you will be so knowledgeable about <laughs> mr myers <laughs> yeah so what should our question of the week be then rose if you could remake one horror movie the way you wanted which one would you remake does that work yeah and what would you change about it? Yes. It's a good one. So we'll post that and this episode on the same day. So woo. So be sure to answer that. Until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long. I thought we said Herbert died. He's back. Gosh damn. You can never kill Herbert. Here's Herbert.